0: Welcome, thank you. My name is Shyler Mao, and welcome to you, listeners, to the next Boots from Start to Finish podcast. Uh, we are here to interview Serge Sherbin. Am I pronouncing that correctly? It's good enough. Is it good enough? <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. Um, and uh, Serge is our production manager. Uh, he basically runs the the production shop where where all the the great boots are made. Serge, how long have you worked here? I started two thousand one, I believe. So twenty, twenty two wow. years. Twenty two years. Yeah. Okay. And you started in our. I think you just started, like most people do, and worked your way up to to lasting. Yeah. And stitching. I started and like, with the hand sewing. That was my position in the okay. beginning. Yeah. Okay. And you were a bootmaker in uh, Ukraine. Yes. And had your own boot shop, right? Yes. Okay. It wasn't big or something like really
1: shop shop. It was like a few people, like I don't know, one cutter, one sewer, or one bootmaker, and myself, kind of. So it was like, yeah, we was used to make like ten
0: okay boots a day or something like that. Yeah. Okay. And boot making is is a is definitely a uh, an, a vocation over there, correct?
1: Yeah, especially like the my hometown. I don't know why, but for some reason, like.
0: Uh what was the hometown?
1: The Kharkiv. Kharkiv. Okay. Yeah. Yep. So it was like a lot of people I personally know was like trying to open some at this that point it was like nineties when Soviet Union fell yeah. apart and it was like a mess and people were trying, you know, figure out what to do, how to make a living. And for some reason that was kind of a good I don't know. So like my, my friend told me, like, Hey, what do you think about like Starting doing that. It's like oh yeah
0: sure. were there were there schools for, for
1: yeah. boot making? Yeah, it was like a couple of schools in, in my hometown. So I went to one of those colleges. Like yeah. Okay. It was actually so that huge factory was in the in the hometown. They pay for your education, but you sign the contract, you need to work for them like two years after Got it. you don't pay for the college. But you,
0: and you and you did that. And I did that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, so tell me, when you went off on your own, what kind of shoes or, or footwear were you making? It was kind of like a short, like I would say,
1: like five, six inches boots. It wasn't like as heavy duty what we do here. It was kind of like a medium, light, whatever. Not even close, like not even eight iron yeah, leather. Sure. But it was kind of like a mostly men's and women's kind of boots, shoes, yeah.
0: Okay, so you started here in 2001, and now you're production manager, you know, Tell me, tell me about that that experience. Um, how, how did that happen? How were you promoted so quickly um, You know, over the years? Um, I don't think
1: it was quickly. I mean, I knew a lot of about boot making, shoemaking, but when I started, I was just like a regular hand sewer. I okay. was hand sewing for the first year or so. Then I kind of moved to the last thing, mostly. And then, mostly when Steve bought a company and you know, I was trying to change – Yep, And Steve, Steve, you my dad. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So this is when I'm actually got promoted because I think, so when like Frank kind of left the company and Mike resigned, the the guy who yep. used to be supervisor. Yep. So it was like, I was offered the position to kind of become a supervisor role. Got so it. that's how that happened. Yeah. Got it. I think, I, I don't remember what year I still by the company. Uh, 2013. 2013. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, it's been a there's I kind of used experience. to be like a lead of department yep. like kind of like Andrew is doing in the Austin department yep. but then yeah. What do you do here? Exactly. I mean doing pretty much managing the whole production. Yep. Training people partially. Lately not as much like before I used to train more people. Lately we got you know, experienced people who can train yeah. other people. So mostly make sure the production goes smooth, make sure we're getting all the materials. I'm, I'm responsible to get all the materials. You do, yeah, we, you do our purchasing All too. the purchasing, yes, on me, yeah. and pretty much the whole managing the production, hiring people, training people. I don't know, it's whatever lot, lot whatever to takes you <clears throat> manage production. Yeah. It's, a,
0: it's a lot to manage, uh, and you do a great job at it. Um, um, I don't know, can you tell me, tell us about a... a Typical day, you know, at at Nix here for you?
1: Kind of depends on the day. If I have a lot of purchasing stuff, then like I can spend the whole day pretty much, you know, trying to call, email, vendors, you know, big, big vendors like Seidel, Wybrom. Some days it's not as much. Um, Some days like usually I still physically work like half a day at least. Like some days, I'll just do the whole day, just hands on making Mm -hmm. boots. Some days, depends. Like, you know, what we have a bunch of interviews or a lot of purchases need to be made. Yeah. But kind of, yeah.
0: Yeah, I know we're trying to move away from that. Um, I think we've done a little bit, but definitely, definitely coming, coming, need to come a little farther. Um, How did you start
1: working here? So when I moved to Spokane in 2000, I believe, yeah, it was like, I think it was September 14th when I arrived here. And then the guy who used to work here, so I think him and my sister, they go to the same church or something. And they said, oh, this is my brother. He, you know, he know how to make boots and stuff. He was in the college and factory. And this guy kind of introduced us and he kind of invited me, he's like, oh, we're actually hiring if you're interested. So you can, I stopped by actually the first time and I look, was like, uh, I'm not sure I want to do this again. I was
0: like, maybe I'll try something else. And, and then just to be clear, we were at a different location then, right? Yeah.
1: It was a different location. The place was really, I don't know if like dirty and yeah. I don't know, dark and kind of like, I was like, really? This is doesn't look like some kind of a boot shop in US in America. I was like expecting something like, big. I was like some kind of, I don't know. So I kind of didn't like the first yep. thing I, whatever, whatever I see. And I got hired for, I forgot the name. I think it was Pyrotech.
0: Okay. THB. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. We hire uh, a decent amount of sewers from there, don't we?
1: Yeah. Uh, Maria came from that. Yeah. yeah. After three months, there was no orders. So they laid me off and I called that guy. Said you guys still still need me because I need you know I need a job. Sure. Like I was. So like, yeah, we actually lost hands over. So if you will, and yeah, you can come Monday. So I came, and that's how it all started. Okay. Yeah. Um. So
0: has a pretty big Ukrainian community, don't they?
1: Yes, especially lately when the war started.
0: Like yep. so many Ukrainians kind yep. of came over. Yep. But but maybe tell me about that, like. You know, the support you got, you know, like meeting people, that sort of thing. Was it a a hard transition for you? Was it made a little bit easier because there were... I mean, that time or... Well, maybe, yeah, when you you came over. Wasn't as many people that time. But it was, yeah, like I have few...
1: Relatives, my uncles, my aunts—they actually got here like end of 80s, I believe. I don't know even how they got here. Okay. But then kind of therefore like, oh, if you guys are interested, because it was like a mess after sure. the economy was so bad, like you do not know what to do, and they said like, oh, we can actually invite you if you want to. It's like, yeah, sure. So they kind of helped me with all the paperwork and stuff, and I mean, yeah, mostly family kind of helped me, especially my older sister. She's helped us a lot, like, you know meet people, do the paperwork, like we have zero English and stuff. Yeah. Uh, so we we'll go to ESL. ESL okay. Yeah. You know, yeah. study English and stuff like that. Got a job. The the, the first job, I think we started like 4.30 or 5 o'clock in the morning. So, like, get up really early, yep. go to work. After work, go to school, you know, study English, go back. It was kind of hard. The yeah, first year was pretty hard, yeah.
0: I bet. How, how long before you felt comfortable with just maybe day-to-day interactions with, with English?
1: I mean, basic at work was kind of okay, but as soon as, like, you need, let's say, call insurance company or oh, yeah. whatever, go to dealership, like, fix the car or something, like, I was freaking out, like, ask my, my relatives to like, make a call or go with me and kind of... It was like actually probably at least a couple of years before I would start kind of feel a little comfortable, I like go somewhere by myself and, you know, yeah.
0: And how how old were you when you how came was it? here? I believe it was 24. 24. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, was there anyone else at Next that's uh, still here? Alex. Uh, Alex. Okay.
1: Alex, and yeah, he was the one who started before me. Okay. So Alex is the only one who was, like, here before me. Okay. I mean, Efim's still here, but he was, like, a couple years after me. Okay. Uh, what about Mike? Mila. Uh, Mike was here, but then he, he left, and came then he back. came back after like 10, 15 years. Yeah, okay. Okay. yeah Mike was here, yeah, definitely, yeah, I forgot about Mike. What do you like about what you do? I remember my first feeling when I first built the boots by myself in Ukraine. Like, I was actually in my apartment, like, first time I hand my boot, I did put the sole on, I hand-stitched I, I did everything and I was like, like, oh man, that looks actually pretty good. they like like nice, good quality kind of shoes. So what we do here, I actually really like the quality we do. It's not like some cheap, you know, whatever. Yeah. It's like really, really high heavy duty. And when people like talk about like, oh, the boots is awesome because it's like, I kind of, sure. I don't know, I sure. I kind of part of that. So like we build something
0: really, really good quality. People kind of like, you know. Yeah, absolutely. What are some of the challenges? Maybe just I don't know it could be boot making in general or boot making here, um you know what are some of the challenges or obstacles that that make it hard as a bootmaker or as a manager in the production? I would talk about the uh, maybe specifically with the boot with the the boot themselves, like what's hard about what we do
1: uh kind of requires skills to be not everybody can build boots, so the hard part, yeah, kind of figure out that I don't know, especially like hand-lossing. I would say it's one of the probably the hardest parts in yeah. boot making. So to deal with that thick, super thick leather, you know, and stuff, yeah, that's pretty much yeah, I would say the hardest kind so of So hand lasting. Hand lasting, yeah. I yeah. mean bottoming as well, like you know, some physical jobs, but hand lasting I think it's a little more I don't know. Just kind of skills you need to have, you know. Yeah, how long how long do you think it takes for somebody to become really Depends good on it. the person. Like I, some people never figure out that. Like I trained them for like weeks and weeks and after like finals, like, you know, it's impossible to train that person. The m- one guy, actually, I showed him how to, uh, how, how to last the boots. Next, in a couple of days, he was making like almost 10 boots a day or something, but that was like, Something like really, really unusual. Usually, it's like a probably a month or something to get on the speed. Maybe like a month or two months or something depends on the person. But one guy, like he really surprised me. I was like, didn't expect that. He was like super handy. He like in the the day he was pretty much doing the numbers. Yeah, but there was like something really, really. Because some of these guys it can take years,
0: you know, till they're actually making. I mean, to do a lot of things it
1: takes. Yeah, the last in itself probably like I don't know a couple months to get on the speed, but to figure out the everything, yeah a lot longer
0: okay um what leather do you like working with uh obviously the soft ones yeah <laughs> the new
1: new bison is awesome it's so soft okay. and stretchy and easy like you know not have to deal with the boardy super like like builder pros let's say or like all the max support leathers they're really really thick and heavy hard to work with but
0: it's a work boot, so they need to be. But some of that kind of is a trade-off, right, in other areas of the boot-making process? Because sometimes when leather is really soft, it can be hard to, like, stitch sometimes, you know? I know, like, yeah. some of those issues come yeah. up. Yeah, yeah.
1: As for the last, I'm just picking, like, if yeah, I'm yeah. actually building the boot, yeah, I like the soft ones. But if it's go to stitching, it's a different problem, so, yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, so would you say those those really thick, uh, boardy, the boardier, what's your least favorite? Is it the max supports? Probably, or is it the the Wicked and Craig? Probably like Wicked and Craig, double <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah
1: stuff that yeah
0: yeah yeah. yeah. Um, is that because it's so stiff? Yeah yeah okay yep. What what do you think um, is something that you do that is maybe not well understood or overlooked? So one example might be like so Nate you know Nate Johnson was on here and he he mentioned that sometimes when people see like. You know, he does cutting and they call it like cutting out cookies, you know, and he he hates that because it's actually it's very complicated. (laughs) Right. And like there's a lot that goes into judging like the vamp and how that intersects with the quarters and, and, you know, the various portions of the boot. Um, um, Is there anything like that? And maybe not specifically like things you hear as you're you're working, but do you think things that maybe are underappreciated or maybe not seen? I think some people do just take footwear for granted, you know?
1: If me personally, some days, like when we it was COVID hit and when we like short-staffed and problem, pl- problems with the vendors, like not getting stuff. and yeah. like Some days I feel like I'm doing three people's job in the day. Like, you know, I start like sometimes five o'clock in the morning because we're like short stuff. I need to do a lot of weight loss by myself, then a bunch of orders. And I feel like you know, when I'm out, the guy who's doing my work, so that's pretty much what he's doing. He's weight loss 65 boots a day, let's say. And when the, one of the days, like, I feel I'm doing everything he's doing on top of that, I need to manage the whole production to the old, like, sometimes I feel it's like a little too much, especially when we short stuffed kind of that's, it's not a, like a boot
0: making, I would say, but I don't know. Uh, so, hey, so just looking back on like your boot making journey, um, you know, you, you had your own shop, obviously you went through the educational experience and then, you know, kind of working your way up here, um, what do you find most rewarding about that that whole journey or that that process that you've that you've gone through? You know, like you think back to yourself when you're like 18, 19, you know, going into school. Did you ever think you'd, you know, end up in the U.S.? and No, well, I never even thought about it. Yeah. Running a yeah, pretty good-sized no. operation.
1: I mean, yes, of course, like now, when I look back, it's like, oh, it's kind of all worth it. You know, I have a lot of experience, you know, went to the college, used to work with a shoe factory, work like my small own small shop and stuff now with all that experience when I got here like okay I feel like oh I actually know a lot and I can show people what to do you know how to do that and then kind of help me to get to the position I'm like right now
0: so that's probably I don't know one of the things I love about you is that you're never kind of resting on your laurels you know you're always kind of pushing yourself to get better Um, do you ever have a hard time celebrating success of your own Maybe. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, yes, you're kind of excited about something, but I don't know. You kind of feel, and especially sometimes I feel my English is not good enough. And, you know, some like, and I'm trying to, you know, do my best. I don't know. And like, sometimes it's kind of hard to celebrate because I feel like I'm still not good enough. I need to get more better, like in English, let's say, or how to manage people, how to deal with people, how to, you know, stuff like that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Now I think that's important though. It's like. Um obviously here we're always trying to like get better and i think that's kind of a a core value of ours but i do you know i do i i struggle with this too it's like you know we've actually done a lot you know and it's important to kind of like recognize that internally at least for ourselves so um but i'll just say thank you for for everything you've done here man what's uh, what's different between handmade boots versus mass produced ones in your opinion
1: again the quality when you do, like you know, that the shoe factory I used to work, this was like a conveyor belt factory. It was like thousands of people, and it's like nobody really care about the. I mean, you need to go fast; otherwise, you are gonna get behind and you get in, pro, you know, in trouble. Like here, when you do handmade, you can pay attention. You know, I don't know. It's all. The, I think it's all about the quality, and and some people like really appreciate actually handmade, not just you know machine. Yeah, uh, yeah. Is there any difference in the materials typically? Uh, this versus. Oh, I mean, the thickness of the leather, the durability. Yeah. I, when the first time I, I got to the NYX boots and I took the boots, I was like, I never seen anything that heavy duty and that, you know, the, what we used to do, it was not even close. It was like regular. I probably can. Lost those, you know, some shoes by hand without even pliers. Like, mm-hmm. when I got here and I started lost in the first boot, I was like, wow, how, how am I going to do that? I was, like, surprised. It took me a couple of days to, you know, to adjust, but yeah. What do you like doing outside of uh, work, Serge? Uh, lately, I'm not sure. Like, I mean, we have, I have a pretty big family. Uh, so we like on the weekends. Usually we get together playing you know volleyball, playing the spike ball. Lately it was like big thing in our family. Okay. So like every weekend we go like spike ball. Cool. You know, go to yeah, yeah,
0: the yeah. lake or something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you have any trips coming up? Not really. Like yeah. uh, lately I mean, we like have. To, you like to travel?
1: Yes. So but, I like to travel. Yeah. But yeah. When yeah. you have that big family, what I notice is pretty much somebody's birthday like every other weekend. Like it's I have three boys. So, and they, the first one, beginning of June, the second one, like end of the June and the oldest one is like mid of July. So it's like every two, three weeks we have a birthday party. Then it's like, you know, somebody else. And it's like all year, like all, pretty much the whole year. You just, every other weekend you go to somebody's birthday or
0: something. How how old are your boys? You're kind of in the middle. right? Uh, My oldest
1: one is just turned 15 on this, this Monday. Yep. And then uh, my second one, he's uh,
0: 13, and 10 years old, the third one. Okay. Um, Have you thought about, you know, do they have any idea what they're going to do? or? Uh, Not yet. My
1: oldest one, he's probably, I mean, he started thinking about, and I actually was surprised. He asked us to buy him a book about how to get better your financial life and stuff. So he actually, yesterday he was reading that book. I was like, oh. Wow, and he he's like really smart, and he's really like the chess game. So yeah. he actually played the chess, whatever, online. Yeah. So and he got pretty high level, like he's on thousand something, and people started, like twenty level. So he got to like eleven hundred now or something. So he's like really, really like that kind of you know you think brain thinking yeah. stuff. Like so, I don't know. We'll see. Maybe like in, I don't know. What we'll kind of cool? He 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 kind of like maybe engineering or something, but it got to be probably definitely something. Use your brain, you
0: know. Yeah, awesome, awesome. What would be something that I or anyone would be surprised to learn about you? Uh, Most people who I met here, and they, like, ask me
1: something, most people were surprised. I was actually a worship band leader for, like, over 20 years. A band leader? Yes. I see, okay. Yeah, so I finished music school in Ukraine for, like, seven years. I played cello. And then I was in the band in Ukraine. And then when I got here, like, people noticed I, I, I can do some stuff. they offer me a position to be, like, a lead of the band. Are you still playing? Not anymore. I quit kind of, like, f- probably two, three years ago. Okay. Because I feel it was, like, I, I did that for many, many years. Like, even here in the U.S., it was, like, 18 and a half years. And just some points like, I just can't do this anymore. Like, you know. I, but in, in general, I think it was, like, totally... Probably like over twenty five years total wow. kind of band. Wow. Yeah. Do you still play for fun? No. No.
0: Okay. No. Okay. That's that's interesting. I didn't know that. <laughs>
1: there you go. Okay. Yeah, a lot of people actually like. Like, really? You was like, and that probably most people surprised. Like, I was
0: actually in the band. Yeah. What are three pieces of advice you would give yourself when you were younger? Probably go for higher education,
1: not just some low level college, but. Yeah, like right now, I can see like, yeah, get the best education you possibly can get. The second one, probably, don't be like lazy when you have something, you know, just go for it. Especially when you're younger, you have like different level of energy. Like the older you get, I like right now I feel I don't get that energy anymore. Like, you know, some stuff I would like to do, like I'm probably not going to be able to do because I don't feel that energy anymore. So, But when you're younger, if you want to go for something like start your business or something, go for it but, but while you have that energy, kind of, you know.
0: A third one, uh, I'm not sure. <laughs> what do you hope to see from next in the next five years? To get better as a factory now,
1: because I feel like we passed that point. We used to be like a shop, like a bootmaking making shop. Now we're not shop anymore, but we're getting to like a factory size, but still not there yet. So maybe... With the more organized kind of structure, like a factory. I don't know. That's
0: yeah. Maybe I'm not explaining it. There, no, no, no. no. We, I think I think you're right. Like we, um, we're definitely a factory now. We don't do as much as we used to do in terms of the kind of one-off stuff. Yeah. And so, yeah. How do we How do we scale? You know, and, and I mean, it's from my point of managing, kind of. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yep. yep. Um, what would you say is the most important thing to have? That you look for in a, in a new employee, in a new bootmaker?
1: If you, ha- if, if, Of course, you don't know how to build the boots. That's we will train you, sure. but it should be like a just, I don't know, nice. Willingness com- to learn. Will, will, yes. Yeah. 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 And kind of friendly to other people. Like you know, nobody wants to work with, you know, some yeah. mad, angry people
0: all the time. And you know. Yeah. What do you want to accomplish in the next five years professionally? I don't know how to answer that. I mean,
1: now I started that program, yep. The Vistage. So I'm trying to get better understanding people, how to manage people, how to communicate with the people. I mean, like I said, I used to have my small company, but it was like a couple employees. I never used to manage that many people. So I don't have any education for the managing. So I hope going gonna help me to be a better manager, like to be a better, I don't know. Higher level understanding, the managing in general, and yeah, that's pretty much it, probably.
0: Okay. Well, Serge, thank you so much for being here, man. I really appreciate the candor and and for sharing your knowledge. Um, listeners, thank you so much for for standing by and, and making it this far. Uh, please do leave us a review and a rating so we can get out to as many people as possible. Thanks so much for your time. Sure. And, thank um, you. Thanks for being here, man. Okay. Appreciate it. yep Thanks. All right, everyone. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.